No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Welcome everybody to Always More TV. I'm Rebecca Keener and today we are studying more about the Holy Spirit. And today's lesson will be on you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into our lesson today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for every person tuning in today. And Lord, we thank you that we are sealed by your Holy Spirit. So we don't have to fear, we don't have to worry, we don't have to doubt God, but we know that your power and your protection seals us. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless those that are tuning in today and give us a powerful word from heaven that will change our life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much again for being with us. We are teaching, continuing our teaching on the Holy Spirit. And today is our lesson 13 in the series. So if you've missed any of these, you can go back on YouTube. You can catch up on those. And I also want to say thank you to all of the stations who are caring always more. I'm grateful to WATC in Atlanta, WATC2, uh, WLPC in Detroit and in Fresno, and Faith Unveiled Network, and uh, many more that are coming on by faith. We're believing that God will take this word into some of the major cities where the people need to hear the love of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. So thank you for watching. Thank you for believing with us that God is going to take this program and use it to help people in a profound way. And so today our text is in Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. So if you want to turn there with me in your Bible, um, I am going to be reading out of the Amplified Version. And it says this, starting in verse 12, so that who first hoped in Christ, who put, first put our confidence in him, have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. Verse 13, in him you also who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in and adhered to and relied on him, you were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. That's what I want you to underline there. Verse 14 says, That Spirit, capital S, which is the Holy Spirit, is the guarantee of our inheritance, the first fruits, the pledge, the foretaste, the down payment of our heritage in anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of His glory. Now, if you don't know it or not, I just read to you some really great news. That may be the, great, the best news that you hear all day, is that we're sealed. We are stamped with, this word says, the Holy Spirit. And Paul begins this in verse 13 by saying, it is glad tidings. So it is good news. You know, in a world where we hear a lot of bad news, we need to hear some good news. And the good news today is that we are stamped by the Holy Spirit. 
And so we know from evidence in Ephesians that the Holy Spirit is real. God is real. Jesus was real. He came to this earth and he is evermore living in eternity. He is real, realer than our next breath. And part of his down payment that Jesus gave us, because he is coming back, Jesus is coming back very soon, is the precious Holy Spirit here on earth. That was the plan of God all along, was to send the Holy Spirit, which really the presence of the Holy Spirit restores us to that redemptive state of where we were in the Garden of Eden with uh, before the fall of man. And so uh, we cannot live without the Holy Spirit, yet many people don't even know about the Holy Spirit. Maybe they've heard about God the Father, maybe they've heard about Jesus, but they haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. So it's good to know today that the Holy Spirit is our seal, and we didn't make him up. We didn't just come up with a, an idea or a thought that there is a Holy Spirit, but we see clearly throughout the Word that the Holy Spirit is alive and well. He's not a thing of the past. He is here on earth today, and He is sealing me, and He's sealing you today. So that's a, that's a good word. I wanted to take just a few minutes to look at the purposes of seals in the Bible. And I'm not talking about an animal that bounces a ball on his nose. I'm not talking about a Navy seal. I am talking about the seal of the Holy Spirit. And uh, just some pictures of the seal, some types and pictures that we're, we see throughout the Bible is um, in the Old Testament when the kings would use a seal of authority to stamp their seal, their authority on a mandate, whatever it is that they decided needed to take place within the kingdom, they would have it sealed. They would bring out the kingly seal. And we see an example of that with Esther in, in uh, Esther 8 and 8. When Haman tried to, ex uh, to take out and execute the Jewish people, Esther fasted, the Bible said, and God intervened, and ultimately Haman was hanged in the gallows, and King Xerxes told Esther to write a new decree for the Jews that they would live. And he said, seal it with my ring, and the Jewish people will live. And the Bible goes on to say in Esther 8 and 16, after that, the Jews had light, they had gladness, they had joy, they had honor. And see, that's a picture of what God wants to give us through the seal of the Holy Spirit. There are many more examples of that throughout the Bible, but a seal can indicate authority. A seal can also uh, indicate or symbolize ownership. And um, I think of the scripture, and I want you to turn with me now, if you have your Bible, to 2 Corinthians 1 and 22. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1 and 22. And I'm again, reading out the Amplified, it says, He has also appropriated and acknowledged us as His by putting His seal upon us and giving us His Holy Spirit in our heart as the security deposit and the guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. So Paul says again here, he said it in Ephesians, our first scripture, he's saying it again here in 2 Corinthians that he has put his seal 
upon us, acknowledging that we are His. Also, there's a mention of that in, if you want to turn over to 2 Corinthians 5 and 5, that's just a few pages over, 2 Corinthians 5 and 5, that says, Now He who has fashioned us, preparing and making us fit for this very special thing is God who also has given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. So we see that the Holy Spirit is a guarantee that we belong to him and he belongs to us and Jesus is coming back for us. Amen. Uh, I think about that old hymn, Now I Belong to Jesus and Jesus Belongs to Me not for the years of thine alone, but for eternity. Isn't that a beautiful hymn? And we know that we belong when we give our life to Jesus Christ, as many of you have who are watching today, and we'll give you an opportunity if you never have at the end of the program. But all you have to do is give your life to him, give your heart to him, and just repent of all the sin, the bad things in the past, and let it go at the foot of the cross. And he gives us a new start, a new ownership of life, a new ownership on, on, on our future. And it's just such a wonderful blessing to serve the Lord. Uh, Song of Solomon 8 and 6 also talks about how the Shulamite woman said, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. In other words, signifying ownership, we belong together. And um, that's kind of like a tattoo, I think, in a way. Now, I don't have any tattoos. I'm, I'm not going to speak against tattoos because many people have them, and that's your own personal choice and preference. But I do have a tattoo across my heart, and his name is Jesus Christ. You may not be able to see that tattoo, but I belong to him. And so a seal can show ownership. Uh, authenticity is another thing that a seal can show. And, um, you know, just to say that this particular person or this particular item is authentic. It is real. And that's what Jesus does to us, the Holy Spirit does to us. When we uh, receive him as Lord and Savior, he says, this person is authentically mine. They authentically have the Spirit of Christ. They authentically walk in my directives, and they belong to me. We are authentic. We're not fake Christians. You know those fake Christians. I mean, I've met some, and you've met some, and I've even been one at times, and I've had to repent of that and, um, you know, been kind of hypocritical or whatever. We just repent of all that fakeness and falseness and trying to make everybody think we're perfect when we know we're not. We can just be real, amen, isn't that a good thing? I think about a lot of my girlfriends and, and women I know, they love uh, Louis Vuitton purses and Gucci purses and Louis Vuitton shoes and all those wonderful purses. I don't have one, but maybe one day I will get one, I don't know. But uh, I know that inside those purses there is a serial number and a a seal, a stamp to prove that it's not fake because there's a lot of fake 
designer purses and shoes out there. And so there is a way to determine that particular item is authentic and real. And see, that's what the Holy Spirit has done. When he put his seal on us, we are authentically Jesus Christ's uh, property and we belong to him. I also think about the $100 bill. You know, a lot of times when you go in a store, you give a $100 bill, the person will turn it to the light and they'll look to see if that seal is in place, if that strip is in place or whatever it is, there's several different things they're looking for. I don't know what it is, but um, there is a seal upon it. There's a, a seal of the United States. Um, and so that signifies that that particular item is authentic and it's real. So that's one of the things that a seal is indicative of in our life. It's also for protection and preservation mentioned in the Bible. Job talks about how the stars are sealed up in the sky for our protection. Think about that. If, if God didn't put some, whatever it is that's holding the stars and the planets in place, if he didn't put those and seal those up in the heavens, they would be raining down on our head every day and every night. And so there is that seal of protection and preservation. I also think about how when I was a young girl growing up, my grandmothers and, and aunts and my mother, they canned everything, ha you know, during the summer we, we canned it in a jar most of the time. Some of it was frozen, but it had to be sealed properly or the food would spoil. And so uh, I think about one time I was trying to impress my husband that I was like his aunts and I could, I could can green beans like them and they did like 500 pints a year or quarts a year of green beans. And so I didn't put the appropriate amount of water in there and I didn't seal it properly and the green beans went bad and they laughed and laughed and laughed. I'll never forget that. But, and I think that's the last time I ever tried to can green beans. Um, but some of you women out there, you know what I'm talking about. There has to be that seal of preservation. And I was reading this scripture, listen to this, John 6, 27 through 29. Do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures and leads to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. This is Jesus speaking. For God the Father has authorized him and put his seal on him. Hallelujah. Now I'm about to get happy uh, with that particular scripture. So we see that that seal of God, that seal of the Holy Spirit, preserves us. It preserves us from this world that we live in that is going, it seems so crazy at this time and, and dark and like people are just godless, but we are sealed by the Holy Spirit for that preservation and protection. Boy, that's good news today. Somebody needs to say a good amen and write that down because that, that ought to encourage you today. And also one of the things that a seal is indicative of, and that is uh, judgments. In Revelation, the book of Revelation, which we're not going to get into that because that's a study more of eschatology, and uh, I am not authorized to teach in eschatology, and so um, I, that's just beyond me. And so 
we're really talking more about pneumology, which is about the Holy Spirit. And uh, so we want to stay there. But in Revelation 5, 6, and 7, it mentions the seven seals that are of one series of the end time judgments of God. And uh, these seals are described in Revelation 6, 1 through 7, and 8. You can read about those. And they're also mentioned in Daniel 9 and 10. Deuteronomy also talks about God sealing up his judgment and that he is merciful. Aren't you thankful for that? That God uh, extends his mercy to us and that because he has sealed us and he has preserved us and protected us, we are sealed by that mercy. That's a blessing today. So these are all pictures, you know, of what a, a seal uh, is meant for here on earth and um, that God sent his son, the King of Kings, to seal our redemption with the blood of Jesus, and he sent his seal with the Holy Spirit. So we're thankful for that. I think about how in the Bible, uh, it talks about how Jesus was sealed. I read you that scripture in John 6, 27 through 29. And you think about that the very tomb of Jesus Christ was sealed. They didn't just roll a stone in front of it. The Bible says it was sealed. And that was to signify and let everyone know that it had to be the resurrection power of the living God that brought him out of that grave. He wasn't stolen. He wasn't taken. He said, no man takes my life but I lay it down. And he laid down his life for you and for me. I think about how Paul, when he wrote these verses uh, that we read earlier in 2 Corinthians 1 and 22 and 2 Corinthians 5 and 5 about how he had been sealed by the Holy Spirit. It, it, this was not soon after in 1 Corinthians 11, 25 and 28. Let me read you these scriptures. It says three times, Paul said, three times, think about this, I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Three times I have been shipwrecked, a day and a night. I have been adrift at sea on frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea danger from false brethren, in toil and hardship. Some of you are raising your hand right now at home, I can see. Through many a sleepless night, in hunger and in thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure, this is kind of funny, the daily pressure upon me of my anxiety for all the churches and all the pastors and the people who work in church can say a big amen there. And then he said in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, I take pleasure in my infirmities, my insults, my hardships, persecutions, perplexities, and distresses. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong in divine strength. So the same Paul, the same Paul who wrote that he was sealed by the Holy Ghost is the same Paul who wrote that he had been through all of these troubles and these turmoils. 
and I think about some of the things that I've gone through in my life that don't even measure up, not even an nth to what Paul went through while he was here on earth, and doesn't even come close to what Jesus Christ suffered for you and for me. And it's comforting, isn't it, to know that the power of the Holy Spirit is sealing us, sealing us from every day, from the big things and the little things. And the Bible does say that in the end times, we're going to go through persecutions. We're going to go through censorships. We're going to go through times where we feel maybe afraid or we feel as though, you know, we, we don't know what to do. We don't, we don't know where to turn. But we're assured by Paul in these scriptures, Ephesians 1. Let's go back and look at that one more time. Ephesians 1. He said, that is the guarantee of our inheritance, the first fruits and the pledge and the foretaste, the down payment on our heritage. We have a heritage in Christ. When you come to Jesus Christ and you join the family of God and the kingdom of God, you have an inheritance. And that inheritance is stamped by a seal and no matter what you go through, just like Paul, just like Paul listed out, and I'm sure this may be even half of the things that he went through. He didn't, he didn't talk about when he was snake bit and he shook it off. And that's what we have to do is to remind ourselves that no matter what we go through in life, we are sealed by the precious Holy Spirit. And we have an inheritance through Christ. Uh, that we know that Jesus Christ is our full redemption and he is our inheritance. I love it also that the word says in verse 13 that glad tidings of your salvation have believed in him and adhered to and relied on him were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit was promised even in the Old Testament before Jesus. And that was God's plan from the beginning was to send not only his son, Jesus Christ, who would die and be buried and be raised again, but to send us the Holy Spirit. And so I just want you to know that today, that you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, if you've asked the Holy Spirit to come and fill you, you can also say to him, would you just seal me, Holy Spirit? The Bible's already said he's done it, but you can just affirm that by speaking it, that no matter what I go through, I am, I am sealed by you. And this is our strength. This is a, a source of divine strength for us to know that no matter what we face, whether maybe you're watching today and you're going through depression or some type of just addiction or bondage. Maybe you're going through abuse. Maybe you're being abused and, and you don't know how to get out of the situation. Or maybe you've lost a loved one. There's been death. Or um, maybe you've gone through a terrible divorce. I have friends that have gone through terrible divorces. And uh, I have one friend who used to say, I've been through she lost one spouse, he passed away, and the other spouse, she went through a bad divorce. And she said, I've been through divorce, I've been through death, and I would take death any day. So those of you out there who maybe have are walking through a situation where 
you're coming out of a bitter divorce or you're about to go into a bitter divorce, we just pray the comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit to help you and to intervene in that situation and to seal you so that you know that you are sealed. You know, maybe you've suffered rejection or um, maybe financial troubles, bankruptcy. Um, you know, there's all kind of situations. We may not be like Paul in a, in a prison cell for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, but there are other things that we deal with and they are just as real and just as painful. Maybe you've been through a betrayal like Jesus. Judas betrayed him. Can you imagine the pain and the hurt of that betrayal? But because Jesus said in that scripture in John 6, 27 through 29, he said, for God the Father has authorized him and put his seal on him. The seal of the Holy Ghost was on Jesus Christ to go through whatever persecution he had to go through so that he would go to the cross and finish his course and die for our sins. Uh, maybe you have been through loneliness. I don't know if you're sitting at home today. Just be assured and know that the Holy Spirit, is he seals you. His presence seals you. His presence permeates you and permeates your home. You know, uh, we can ask that the Holy Spirit he seal our children. Maybe they have not given their life fully to the Lord. Maybe they just kind of know a little bit about the Lord and they're, you know, trying their wings and going in different directions. And, you know, I know that feeling of just staying on your face and praying for your children. Isn't it a comfort to know that we can ask for our children and my grandchildren to come, your grandchildren if you're a grandparent, to be sealed by the Holy Spirit, that no evil can penetrate it. Just like David said in Psalm 91, no evil shall come nigh our dwelling. Well, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and so we proclaim that no evil shall come near us or our children or our family members. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And you know, we also can ask that the Holy Spirit seal America, seal the White House, just like the seal of the United States of America is on our money, on, our, on the dollar bills and the hundred dollar bills, our currency, you know, that there is a seal stamped on our White House and that there is a seal stamped on uh, all three legislative branches of our government. There is a seal in every state over every capital and every mayor, amen, over our police and our military, the seal of the Holy Spirit. And we need that desperately right now. I think of cities that are hurting. San Francisco, we're praying that the Lord would take this program into San Francisco. Would you believe that with me so that we can bring the good news that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit? Uh, other cities in the nation, Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York, we're asking God to help us get this message out. But we can believe and stand together, you and I, that our country, no matter how divided it may seem, no matter how desperate it may seem, we are sealed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the first step is giving your life to Jesus Christ. If you've never done that, I want to agree with you today. Just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. 
take my life, do something with it. Forgive me of my sins. I ask you to seal me with the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. And Lord, we pray for our country today that it would be sealed by the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord, to do a work like none other. Let your Holy Spirit permeate our country in a powerful way. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you will be, be back with us again on Always More TV, and God bless you. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.